What up, everybody? How you doing? That's terrible. It was 70 degrees today. How is everybody doing? Okay, come on. Uh, hey, how many of you got outside for the first time in like a week? By accident, how many of you got outside today? <laughs> uh, man, I wanted to do nothing but be outside today. It was uh, so nice. It was a definite, uh, enjoyable difference from Icepocalypse 2023. Uh, how many of y'all just love a, an unexpected no school day? Amen. Praise, praise Him. Amen. Uh, hey, we hope you have had a great week. Uh, tonight we are, like they have said, starting a brand new series called Relationships. But before I get there, I wanted to draw your attention to the fact that we as a church, it, for those of you who come on Sunday mornings, uh, y'all heard this this morning, but we have celebrate, we celebrated today 22 years of being a church. Uh, for those of you who has come for less than a year to New Life or Elevation, uh, okay, that's several hands. How many of you like less than five? We'll put it there. Less than five years you've been here. How many more than five? You're like, I'm, I'm day one, sort of. That's some of y'all. Okay, hey, regardless of how long you've been here, man, I'm just, I'm extremely thankful for, for those of you who don't know my story, I came to college in 2007, a long time ago, came to Elevation, the ministry we're at right now. Uh, my pastors were Jason and Ashley, and they did a lot to just invest into my life. They gave me a shot, let me serve at the door, got into a life group, believed in me and said, you can lead a group of people. We don't trust you that much, but we'll give you a shot. <laughs> that was kind of where I was at. And then, man, just to see the growth that's happened in my life since then. And really what I, I wanted to do for just a moment is I took some time today and just texted some of the people in reflection of what God has done in my life over the last 15 years of being here at this church, regardless if it's this church or another church, I want you to pull out your phones right now and just text one person in your life that has helped you grow or invest in you spiritually. And just say, hey, thankful for you. Just a, just a quick text saying, hey, I appreciate you, thankful for you. If you don't know anybody or don't want to text anybody, I'm not going to put you on the spot, that's fine. But if you think of somebody right now, just text them, shoot them a text, encourage them, say, love you. Uh, Man, I'm just thankful for the pastors and leaders who have invested in my life and really believed in me. How many of you love when people believe in you, even when you don't believe in yourself? There's just something to it, believing that we can do something even when we don't know we can do it for us. But uh, I wanted to give you kind of a, this is the first time I've gotten to speak this semester. Logan toured up week one uh, with some of the vision. And then uh, Lil Stu and Dr. J last week. I mean, with the one-two punch. If you didn't come last week, uh, see them after service, they'll fill you in. Uh, they did such a great job. But this week we're starting the relationship series talking about singleness. How many single people in the room? I mean, like confident. How many single people in the room? We got like a guy girl thing going on right here. What is this? There's a lot of guys right here. All right, we're going to do a meet and greet. Everybody swap seats. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> how many of you like dating, like confidently dating? Okay, a couple. Come on. How many of you raised your hand for both of those questions? We need to clear something up. Uh, how many married people in the room? We got any married, engaged? Let's go. We got one couple that just got engaged, but they're not here. They're like at dinner or something, doing engaged things or probably planning a budget or like doing something cool. Uh, hey, the, the vision for this year, just so you guys know, and as it, like I can kind of fill y'all in on my story, 
uh, is find your place. And the heart of this is, you're going to hear it over and over again, is just that you are able to come into the church, that you come into life group, that you come to Elevation, and you just take your next step. We help you find your place in what God wants to do in you, whether that be growth, community, your life in Christ, develop you as a believer in his word, or find your place in community, in the church, in Christ, and in community. And really, our goal is to give you your next step, help you take that step, empower you, equip you, and then let you walk out the things that God's gifted you to do. And so that's just extremely important to Emily and I. We've had people do that all along our journey. And really, we want to set the path for you to walk into everything that God's gifted you in and let you explore how you do that for the kingdom of God. And so it's just a fun way, and we just hope that we're able to do that well And if you ever want to talk to us, Emily's up here. My wife is here uh, in the front. If you ever want to talk to us, come by after service. We'd love to see you, meet you if you're new. But we're going to dig in. You ready? Say, I'm ready. Okay, Okay, so we're talking through singleness. Um, By the way, next week is our Super Bowl party. Super Super Bowl. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, So Kansas City Chiefs game we're going to watch next week. Uh, My wife said the Razorbacks. Okay, we got some work to do. She has no clue about NFL. I love you so much. Go go Celtics. Yep, she says it. So, hey, as we talk about uh, relationships, obviously we've stated that several of us are in different uh, relationship statuses. But regardless if you're not single in the room, tonight is going to be focused towards singleness. But really, the heart of this message is towards any individual who calls himself a believer in Christ. And I believe as we jump into this series, whether it's relationships with our boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, if, as we begin to date in singleness, or our relationships with our roommates, our friends, navigating those dynamics, I believe that God's Word is all about relationships through Scripture. From Genesis, when He created Adam and Eve, all the way to the end in Revelation, it's, there's not a dating chapter in the Bible, but it's all about how do we live and love people around us and in our circles. And so I just want to pull out some truths these next few weeks as we dig into this week's going to be singleness. In a few weeks, we're talking about dating. And then we're going to have like a Q&A style or relate like friendship uh, message at the very end. So hopefully it'll be helpful in, as we dig into God's word. But I believe this is one thing as we start to dig in. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians 7, 13. Sorry, 1 Corinthians 7, 32. If you want to go ahead and turn there, I believe when it comes to relationships, this is one thing that, how many of you have heard the verse in Romans, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world? Y'all heard that verse? I believe relationships and how we walk these relationships out, whether it be singleness or dating, is is one of the major ways where the world looks at those who follow Christ and say, there's something different about them. There's something that is somewhat, I kind of want what they've got. And we get to set the tone and the pace at which we run in our relationships, a lot of us in this season right now. A lot of the way that Emily and I are today in our marriage, in our family as we dated is because of the focus and intentionality in this season of life. And so as we talk through this message, there is no condemnation, there is no shame, there is no guilt. A lot of times when we look at the word and we say, here's the things that we should do. Here's the things we can get right when it comes to singleness. A lot of times those of us who are dating or even single that have gotten them wrong, we have a tendency to think, well, I can't get it right now. That's not the case. We're going we're gonna to draw a line in the sand and say, God, I'm going to honor you and serve you in every single area of my life. And this happens to be one of those areas I'm going to focus up this year. Amen. So we're going to jump off 
jump off. We're not jumping anywhere. We're going to kick off 1 Corinthians 7, 32. Y'all ready? How many of y'all got your paper Bibles here? Y'all got them? I see a couple. Come on, let's go. 1 Corinthians 7, 32. It says, I would like you to be free. I'm reading the NIV for those of you on your phones. Y'all want to click over? I would like you to be free from concern. This is Paul talking to the church at Corinth. He said, an unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife. And his interests are divided. And those interests are many. (laughs) That's not the Bible. (laughs) An unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. A little bit later in the chapter, in verse 35, it says, I'm saying all this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. And Paul's going to lay out here in the next few, in a, in a little bit while we study the scripture, that our main goal is not marriage, but our main goal, as Paul, Paul says it right here, is he even says, hey, I want you to be single as I am single, but if you're not, that's okay. My goal is that we would be undividedly devoted to the Lord. In the relationships and in the marriage and in family, everything that follows will be honoring and pleasing to the Lord if we begin in this season in singleness being undividedly devoted to the Lord. Let's pray over our our time in the Word. God, I just pray that you would speak through your Word. Thank you, Lord, that it is truth, but also there is so much love and so much grace. Lord, I pray that uh, you would speak through me. God, that nothing that I say of my mind and my intelligence would make it into the hearts of these people, but God, that you, Holy Spirit, would speak exactly what you want them to know. God, exactly what word it is that you have for them tonight. And Lord, we just give you tonight as we try to get relationships right. We want to be a people that we love you, we serve you. We're here on a Sunday night starting our week off, right? And God, we, we want to follow and pursue you with everything we've got. And Lord, as we enter into, some of us as we're single, entering into relationships, God, would you just give us wisdom on how to do this as we seek out, as we look for, and Lord, as we navigate relationships in our life, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. How many of you have like some nostalgic memories from being little? How many of you, like y'all have those things, collecting items, like all that stuff. Name some of, y'all do cards, y'all do, what, what else is it? Rocks? Okay, I like that. Say, like the bottles of sand, the puka shell necklaces. Some of y'all got those? Action figurines, I like that. Barbies. How many of you had a lava lamp as a kid? Okay, my people, okay. So I got a lava lamp, like, this is really embarrassing to say, late 90s. Uh, uh, yeah, don't whistle. Everybody's thinking it. Um, but I ended up, my mom was one of those people too that like, she saved everything. Y'all's mom was like that. Like she kept my, my first grade, my first paper I wrote. She saved all the report cards, which I don't know why I didn't make all A's. That was my brother. Like if you're going to keep any, you should keep his. Uh, she kept like my sixth grade basketball trophies. Like, yes, my Emily says she kept my teeth in a little treasure chest and there was an envelope. I'm not lying to you that said, my mom's name is Jill. Jill's teeth. Sick. She, I opened up that envelope, and that was 
40-year-old teeth in that envelope. You collect too much if you're collecting your own teeth for 40 years. I'm telling you that right now. Sometimes you just got to purge or have a garage sale. I don't even know who's going to buy that teeth, but somebody's going to have to buy them. But I end up getting this box from my parents in Little Rock, and I open up this box, and it's like figurines. I was big into sports, so I got some of those. I had like a signed baseball from something, and then there was a lava lamp. And I was like, this... This is so crusty. This is, it's all dried up, nasty. So I was like, I wonder how much these are selling for. I look it up. It was selling for 140 bucks. I'm like, I'm about to make some bank today. A midweek paycheck. Come on. So I go on. Uh, I plug it in. I'm like, this probably doesn't even work. It's so old. It works. Praise God. I post that thing on eBay, snap a couple of pics. I sell it for $100. I had $100 sitting in that box. I didn't even know it. But when it comes to relationships, sometimes we overlook the season that we're in right now. And like the lava lamp, I had no idea the worth that that lava lamp was worth, what it was worth. Sometimes we overlook the worth and the value that's in this season right now. And it's hard for us to see it in this season because when I was single, I remember thinking, I, was, I, was, I went to CBC. We got a couple of Mustangs in the house, but it was ring by spring every semester, like we were like hopeful. If spring went by and you weren't engaged, you're like, okay, ring by spring next year. Let's go. Come on, baby. Like it was over and over and over again. I went five years in college and then there was another six years after college. I was like, man, this is not working out for me. I got I to gotta do something different. And then I ended up meeting Emily and we got married. But I remember the thoughts and the attempts and the focus and really trying to be content, but also in the season wanting and craving a relationship as well. Like I've seen it played out. I saw godly couples living life together. As soon as I got into my second year of college, I was like, I'm ready. I'm a man. I can do this. I can, <laughs> I can lead my home. I know I can. But the Lord had so much for me in the seasons that came up for me the next year in the two years and three years. Every single year that passed by, God was preparing me for what I was about to walk into. And a lot of times we're in this season right now, in singleness, or any, relate this to any other season where you're hopeful for what's next, God still wants to do something now. And so as we jump into scripture, I just want to talk tonight about becoming the one before we enter into that relationship. Right now, as we're walking through singleness, becoming the one, so I'll ask you a question. Will I allow God to use my singleness for me? Well, I allow God to use my singleness for me. Regardless of what you may think or feel, God is not against you. He's not withholding you. You're not in time out. This season is a time of preparation. He has something specific for you. In Psalm 119, 73, it says, you made me, you created me. Now give me the sense to follow your commands. That's David. He's saying, Lord, you're good, you, may, you know everything about me, but Lord, would you give me the wisdom and the know-how just to follow in your steps as I follow you? Whether you're single or dating, he wants to prepare us for what is next. 1 Corinthians 7, 7 through 8, just jumping back to our main text, says, I wish that all of you were as I am, meaning single, but each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift, singleness, and another has that being marriage. Now to the unmarried and the widows, I say it's good for them to stay unmarried as I do. I know some of you are thinking right now, can I exchange the gift of singleness? <laughs> can I just return that mug two day shipping to Amazon? Come on, baby. I want a relationship. But first Corinthians seven thirty five says, I'm saying all this for your own good, but you may live in a right way in what? Undivided devotion. Undivided devotion. 
Andy Stanley says this before we jump into some of the points, and then we're just going to take some time to reflect. But Andy Stanley says, become the person who you're looking for is looking for. Become the person who you're looking for is looking for. Now, I would love to tell you that through our season of singleness, I got a lot of things correct, and I did a lot of things right, and marriage has been a breeze ever since then. But... For many of us, the quicker we jump into and the less we do work now in our season of singleness and focus on ourselves and ask God, Lord, show me what you want to do a work in me before I get to that point. We're going to have these tensions and these marriage issues that should have been dealt with in singleness. And so we walk into marriage with a bunch of singleness issues. But I just want to petition to all of us today. Can we get this season right? Can we seek the Lord? Can we deal with some of the things God wants to do in us? And now I don't want you to think that singleness is just a setup for marriage, because that is not it. I think of the Bible, like Jesus, obviously the Savior of the world, he never got married. You look at Mary, she never got married. (laughs) I've never said that. (laughs) Mary never got, uh, right? I feel like I said that wrong. Yes. Uh, Several women throughout the Bible, several men throughout the Bible, John the Baptist never got married. Like there are several significant figures that they didn't have to wait to be married to be used by God. So I also want to encourage you in your singleness right now, you can do it. You can lead. You can, you can lead in the ministries that you want to be called. You can lead in worship. You can lead in your workplace. You can start your bit. Like God has so much for you in this season. He wants to do in you, but he also wants to use you to reach others in your season of singleness. But become the right person by being. How do I become the right person? By being secure in Christ. By being secure in Christ. If we want to strive to be married and happy, that begins with being single and secure. Married and happy begins with being single and secure. How many of you ever dated an insecure person? If you're with them right now, do not say a word. That would be extremely awkward. But if you've ever dated somebody like that, it's like you can't check your phone. You can't talk on the phone. You can't be gone longer than you say you'll be gone or you're getting a call. You're getting a text. They're coming to your house like they just need so much from you. Insecure people need a lot and they end up settling for less. Insecure people need way more and settle for less. They'll end up settling for whatever gives them time, whoever gives them time. Their insecurities create dependencies that we will never be able to fulfill. Uh, how many of you have seen, I think it's the 25th anniversary of this movie, but Titanic, have you ever seen that? Love it, come on. Okay, so in that movie, there's a, there's a famous scene at the very end, Rose is on the door, y'all know what I'm talking about, and she's like, got the hand of Jack, and they're like, and Rose utters the words, And then she lets go. What are you doing? She, she like cries out, I'm, I won't be the same without you. I could never let go. And then she lets go. And then the movie, have you all ever seen Jerry Maguire? I don't even know that I can say this publicly from a pulpit, but pulpit from a podium. <laughs> uh, but in the movie, Jerry Maguire, there's Tom Cruise. Have you all ever heard that movie? So in this movie, there's a famous line. He says to, I forget the actress's name, you'll complete me. You complete me. 
And the thing about insecurities are, is it's always looking for someone else to complete you, but we will never be made complete until we satisfy ourselves in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ himself is the only thing that will complete us. It says in Colossians 2, 9, for in Christ, all the, fulfill, all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form. And you have been made complete in Christ. For some of you in here, I just want to take a moment, and you may not have heard it. I don't feel like we are good as a culture at affirming the things we see in other people, but also we can't really comprehend the love that God has for us. I just want to tell you you're valuable. You are worth God's love, God's best. Like you have something to give. You don't need to settle. You don't need to settle for less than. You don't need to settle for God's second for you. God's best is available to you, every single one of us. And when we take a moment and we get insecure and we start to think of, or if we date people that have insecurities, those things start to take a back seat to, well, maybe I won't, maybe I can't. These thoughts begin to be what we think. Man, you are worth God's best. Question for you. Am I secure outside of the relationship I'm in or the relationship I want? Am I secure outside of the relationship I'm in or the relationship that I want? Second, how can I become the right person by being strong in character? I'm going to finish these two very quickly, but one thing I love about Emily is you're going to get exactly what you see. On day two, day three, day four, day five, like she's going to be the same person. She's going to stand strong to the things that she's convicted by. She's going to be where she said she's going to be. She's going to tell you exactly how she sees it. Like she's a woman of character. And that is why one of the reasons I love her so much. I know exactly who my wife is, except while she's pregnant. <laughs> There's no, there, I, I don't know. Day to day, I don't know. I, I could tell you other days, but no. But Craig Rochelle also said this. He said, you don't build a life of righteousness on a foundation of sin. And when I felt that, man, a lot of my single years were built on a foundation of sin. A lot of my 18 to, to 26, that season of maturing in Christ, I clung to some of the things that ultimately led to death and not to life. And we ended up having to work through a lot of those in marriage. Is there anything in you that you need to let go of right now? 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. So you may even be asking, like, how do I even con like control character? What is character if you broke it down? 1 Timothy 4.12 says these things, and I'm going to put them in today's terminology. So the first is, you see, speech. The first is words. Are we honoring? Are we loving people? Are, are the words that we speak uh, building people up, or are they tearing people down? Are they words of faith? Are they words of uh, encouragement? Are they, are they God-honoring words? Proverbs 18 says, our words have the power of life and the power of death. How do I talk about people? How do I talk to people? Second is behavior. Ephesians 5 says, imitate God in everything that you do. If we want to live like Christ, if we want to be people of strong character, how are your words? How is your behavior every day? Am I quick to anger? Do I serve people? Am I slow to speak? 
How is your everyday, ordinary life? Is it honoring and pleasing to the Lord? Three, love. Am I loving people like Christ? 1 Corinthians 13. And as I read through this, one of the, I talked to Pastor Amir this week about this message, and one thing that he said he did years ago is this illustration that you can evaluate how you're loving others if you were to put your name where the word love is. And when it comes to relationships and the people that you live with and the people that you're dating and the people that really ourselves, is Justin patient? Justin is kind. Justin sometimes envies. Justin does kind of boast sometimes. <laughs> he can be proud at times as well. Like, are we evaluating how we're living our everyday life and how we're loving others? Four is faith. Like, do I have faith in Jesus? Like the kind that believes for other people. Am I full of faith for, for God to do something in other people's lives? Am I full of faith for what God wants to do in me, in my season of singleness, in my relationships? And five, purity. If we want to be people of strong character, it's how are our words? How is our behavior? How are we loving people? How, how is our faith? In 1 Timothy 4.12, Paul even says, how is your purity, our sexual purity, your lust? If we don't take care of that in singleness, you're just going to put a ring on it and have a lust issue in marriage. It's not going to solve the things that we walk into marriage with. So how are we doing in the area of purity? God wants to make each and every one of us pure. If you want to marry someone with strong character, we've got to be people who develop strong character. Nobody that I talk to in this room, if I were to pull all of you aside and say, what do you want your husband or your wife to be? You would not be like, oh, you know, I really don't want to trust him that much. Ah, his work ethic's pretty bad. Like, I just don't really want to know what I'm getting. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I just want to kind of guess every single day I wake up. No, you're going to want somebody that's there, that's consistent, that's faithful, that knows you and loves you for who you are, that you can trust everything about what they say and what they do. If you want a person of strong character, let's be people of strong character. Question, would I want to marry someone with my character? Oof. And lastly, point three, planted in community. How do we become people? How do we become the right person by being planted in community? And you may be like, this is kind of churchy. Listen, when I think of godly people, when I think of excellent marriages, when I think of strong Christians, they are surrounded by strong Christians. God has given us the gift of his church. God has given us the gift of his people, his followers, so that we can be encouraged, equipped, and surrounded by people who are going to push us, who are going to pick us up, who are going to challenge us and encourage everything that we need in every single season, including our season of singleness. Proverbs eleven 14. I'm going to read a few scripture. It says, where there is no guidance, people fall. But in an abundance of counselors, there's safety. Proverbs nineteen twenty says, listen to advice and accept instruction. And in the end, you will be wise. When I came to NLC, I got into a life group and community, and obviously I told you I didn't date for a really long time. It's a trying time in my life. But really, the thing that I can attest a lot of my growth to was my community. I got plugged into a life group. I got onto leadership, which I should never have led. I had a lust issue. I really didn't know the word. 
I just liked people. That was really all I had going for me. And I wanted to be around what God was doing. That was it. But my community, who I got plugged in with, who I surrounded myself with, who I linked arms with, were people that said, bro, you, what are you doing? Why, why are you doing that? That's stupid. <laughs> and they were also like, bro, you're doing such a good job. Like you've been every morning of prayer. You show up on the weekends. I love the way you're serving on Sunday nights. Like these are the people I'm with. And what does that do for us? That encourages us to keep going. So when we get into a relationship or we're sitting in our season of singleness, who we surround ourselves with will determine who we end up. The strength of our community will shape the quality of our relationships. If you want to see, if you begin dating and married, if Emily and I, we are married. I don't know why I said if. <laughs> but if, if I showed you the three or four or five couples that we hang out with, you could probably determine what we will end up like. Because as our community goes, therefore we go. Obviously, we could be strong and lead them towards the things of God, but I'm not saying we need to disconnect from everybody that doesn't believe in the Lord and aren't seeking Him the same way we are. But there's some importance to who you're running life with. Who is in your community? Who are you with? And before we look at finding the right person, we must look at becoming the right person. We want to be people that are, in, that are insecure, that are secure in Christ. Like we want to be secure. That way when you walk into a relationship, you know, man, I'm good. If this doesn't work out, I've got God. He has my back. He has my best. If this is not it, I know it's still here. My purpose is not in the relationship. I can still walk with him regardless of what happens. We're secure in Christ. I'm strong in character. I know who I am. And I'm planted in community. And when we're there, and we get to a point of, man, I'm ready to date, who are we looking for? People with those same things. 1 Corinthians 7.35 says, that you may live in right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. I just want to circle back to this undivided devotion. As we are people who seek after God, our goal being undivided devotion, you keep walking towards Christ. You walk towards the light. You come to church. You get into his word. You seek him out. You are surrounded by mentors who are showing you how to walk with him, learning the way of Christ. And you look to the right and to the left and you're like, oh man, they're cute. Cute's important because when you're fighting and all you've got is, well, at least you're cute. <laughs> That's going to be good to fall back on. Good. Be attracted to them. Look to your right and to your left. And if they're keeping stride and they're running the race just like you are and they're seeking the things of God and they're becoming strong in character and secure in who they are in Christ and they've got a great godly community, man, get closer, walk with them, grab their hand, and then you start looking at Life groups and growing continually and checking, man, are you growing? Are we doing this thing? And then your verse becomes, glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. And that's when you decide, okay, I think this is going to work. So as we keep our eyes focused on Christ, 
saying, Lord, what do you want to do in me? Who do I need to become to be the right man or the right woman for whatever you have for me? Lord, I'm open. Do what you want to do. I'm content until that point. But let's take time now as Christ followers to say, God, I've got the time. I've got the focus. I'm going to give it to you. And Lord, whoever there is, let me know. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Let's pray.